What's up, Mama Boss? Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show. I'm Stephanie Gass, success strategist and passive income queen creator. If you're ready to step into your God-led potential, create profit from your passions, and capture the success that is already yours, this podcast was made for you. As always, you can find out more and connect with me over at stephaniegass.com. So grab that cup of coffee or fill up that glass of wine and let's dig in to today's show. Oh my goodness. Hey, lady bosses. I am so, so excited right now. I'm almost jumping out of my chair. I have such a super, super special guest with me right now. I've known this gem since middle school. (laughs) And I think that God recently brought us back. Actually, no. He recently brought us back together because we have just been able to work together. She's a previous client of mine, but also a great, great new friend, reunited friend of mine as well. I am just so, so, so thrilled to be welcoming Jessica Brown from Nearly Nutritious. Jess is a registered dietitian who has been working in the health industry for the last 11 years. And ladies, she has certifications in eating disorders, sports diet, dietetics? Dietetics, yeah. Okay, that's a hard one. (laughs) And you may recognize her from New Mexico Living TV. She's had a lot of spots on there. And my favorite, her incredible TED Talk, A Healthy Cause to Find a Healthy You. Jess, welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy. Happy, happy, happy happy to be here. here. So you're actually the first guest. Yay. I know. (laughs) I feel so honored. I'm super glad to have you. You know, I thought of you because I know that my community is going to learn so much in today's show. And I think the first thing I really would love for you to share with, with everyone is kind of your story. Sure. How you became passionate about what you do. So why don't you go ahead and we'll walk dive, us through that. Dive right in. So my story is one that involves years of growth and thinking I had it all figured out and change and setback and then more growth. Um, but I would say that my fight with my body started back in high school. I think it's, I hate to say this, but I think that's normal. I think so. Uh, <laughs> so many of us, right? So many of us. I mean, I just kind of did the normal things like thinking I was too fat. You know, this boy said one thing to me and it stuck with me. I think every girl has that moment in their past. But I can remember just I always felt like my body wasn't good enough. And I started to do things that most girls do, which is figure out how to not be fat. Of course. It's just like ridiculous. ridiculous. (laughs) I just, I mean, did you do anything crazy in high school? Oh, of course. I mean, who didn't? I remember having, you know, you know all the girlfriends we had in high school. We won't name names, ladies. Don't worry. So many of our friends were dealing with eating disorders Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I remember somebody telling me oh you have so much cellulite in your shorts here I am in eighth grade that stuck with me Jess I didn't wear shorts until I was like 31 years old because a dude who didn't even matter Mm -hmm. told me you have cellulite I mean right like that's probably the first time you even heard what it was exactly it's like then we google it well what is that oh it's something bad I need to be worried about this Oh. Personally, of course, I totally did dumb stuff. Yeah. I remember there was a phase, and it actually came later for me, but actually after college where, I, I mean, I would work out for two, three hours a day. Mm-hmm. I would live off maybe five, 600 calories. Yeah. My goal was to burn more calories than I ate. Yep. Yep. And I mean, it looked like crap because you don't and have any nutrition. feel like crap. And I was right there. I mean, I remember my boyfriend's mom's telling me about the Special K challenge, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you remember, like the Special K. Special K cereal? Yes. And their, okay. their advertisement, which was like, eat this for breakfast and lunch and lose 14 pounds in two weeks. Ugh. 
like I was a high school athlete. I had no business. But I just remember her talking about it and thinking like, oh, this is what you do. Like this is what we're supposed to do. Right. But I found I was spending more time trying to figure out how to make myself look a certain way and feeling insecure in my body that I wasn't actually participating in life. And that carried on when I went to college, living in a dorm room where three out of four of us had eating disorders. Say what? Yeah. And then eventually four, because I would be the fourth one. Do you feel like that had... Sorry. Yeah, that's I'm going to make you lose your train of thought. (laughs) Do you feel like that had an impact on you getting an eating disorder? Oh, absolutely. Were they open with it? Absolutely. Nobody was open with it, but I remember, like, in particular, my best... She's my best friend, still one of my best friends. She was struggling with anorexia. Okay. And just being a very... I'm just naturally an empathetic person, Mm -hmm. and so I saw her struggling, and it kind of started with, like, I wanted to show her she could eat, so I started to eat more, like, in front of her to say... All right, oh. here, you, you're okay to eat. It's safe to eat. But you too, the, like I hear I'm trying to fix someone else's problem, but I, I also am incredibly insecure and struggling with my own body image. And then I start gaining weight. And now all of a sudden I go, what am I supposed to do with this? So enter bulimia. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, it, so it was just a nightmare. One thing on top of the other. And I stayed in that really dark place for probably about two years Uh, And it wasn't until I went, I studied abroad in Australia. So I left this country by myself, knew absolutely no one. Talk about like a whole life shift. And (laughs) how hard is it for people that already have eating disorders to have massive life shifts? Because the stress level is just amplifying what you're already dealing with. I I look back and I think like, how how did I even get there? What catapulted me there? It's definitely a God thing. Because when I was out there, that's when God really entered back into my life. Because up until that point, I had really fallen away. Um, yeah. Faith just was not a part of who I was. But I had this dream. So I'm in Australia. I'm laying, you know, I'm in bed, and um, I wake up in this full, you know, head-to-toe body sweat, and I had wow. a dream. I cannot articulate it to this day, but I know the feeling when I woke up was this like almost audible voice that God was telling you, like, Jessica, you are loved. Like, come back to me. And yeah. that was a game changer. Wow. Oh, yeah. It, I mean, it was literally like I felt like God wrapped a rope around me and tugged me back. Get it together, yeah, girl. like, come on. <laughs> you are mine. <laughs> but I think just that that new light of looking at my myself as I am loved, like, yes. period. No yes. stipulations, no... If you look a certain way, it was just you are loved, period. Right. Um, and that really catapulted me into a whole different direction. I, I ended up coming back. I graduated and I went back to school because I knew I wanted to work in the health field to help people just feel comfortable in their How, body. Was your recovery pretty, pretty short after that point? <laughs> so if you don't know a lot about eating disorders, yeah. the characteristics are very unique to different types of eating disorders. Mm-hmm. And bulimia is very much associated with like impulsive, uh, high impulse, uh, high risk takers, people yeah. who flip a switch. The so, A type, the entrepreneur, probably many on- yes. female entrepreneurs have dealt with this eating disorder before, I would right? not be surprised. Wow. It's more just this, once you flip the switch. So I, I say like I purged bulimia. I was done. Yeah. And it was completely over. Now the body image issues took a while. Okay. I think that's normal for most women. Yes. You I know? feel like that's decades for some, for, oh, yeah. for probably all of us. I, my mom, I remember her telling me, just wait for your 30s. My 30s were my best years. And yeah. I'm like, whatever. Like I'm 22 <laughs> over here, right? But looking looking at my life, these 33, these mm-hmm. three years of my 30s have been so much more full of self-love than mm-hmm. my 20s combined. Oh, I would agree with that. Absolutely. You yeah. start to feel comfortable in your skin. Some of the body image stuff, it changes. Yeah. But I do think it's a battle because 
you didn't have an eating disorder, I think all women struggle with body image. Right. And then if body image is resolved, then then there's aging and we have to we have to deal here with that. The, here yeah. comes the wrinkles. <laughs> Just gotta learn to love our uh, love ourselves. Right. Wrinkles. <laughs> Sagginess and all, all of right? it. Yep, all of it. <laughs> I think, um, I'm trying to think of where I left off. So you had talked about you had this road to recovery and you decided that you needed to really step into this field yeah. to be an advocate for yeah. women. Yep. So I went back to school. I got my degree in dietetics and it was like the more, I, I was like a just eating everything up. The more I learned about their body and how it worked, I learned a lot about diet culture and how diet culture plays into people's fears and women's insecurities and almost like makes everything 10 times worse. Right. But the more I learned, I just thought, gosh, I've got to share this with you. And being able to look at the body and what for what a gift and what a miracle it is, right. instead of from this insecure, it's not good enough space, was yeah. just a game changer. Yeah, I, I've spent the last like 10, 11 years working with, uh, specifically with sports and eating disorders. Okay. And I think the two often overlap. I think every year that I've worked with this group, it's just brought me more blessings yep. because I've I've learned more stories. Mm-hmm. And as a result, quite honestly, learned more about myself. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, snap, I deal with that same thing. Yeah. And, and I think for you too, seeing that many of the issues aren't just some people think that we're struggling in something alone right when in reality almost every client you see has some some form or another overlapping of these insecurity issues or these food related issues or these hate Mm -hmm. towards their or even like the body dysmorphia they think they see something that's really not even there yep i think everyone can relate to each other at some level right but i think and it feels good to know you're not alone yes Exactly. And I think it's so brave, A, for you to share your story. Thank because you. I know that it's not easy <laughs> to talk about that. We n- None of us want to talk about, the, you know, the dark, gritty past. It's so hard to share. But I always tell my girls, and you know this, mm-hmm. you know, because you were in my, my uh, group coaching class, the more raw that we can be with almost the darkest moments in our life mm-hmm. and the more that we open up, the more that that can actually impact somebody else's path. Oh, absolutely. To the point of healing them. Right. Just hearing, oh my gosh, somebody else struggles with this. It's like this light, um, this beacon of light that I think God puts upon you to say, hey, maybe I gave you this journey Mm -hmm. so you can share it. Right. As dark as that seems, when you're in the light, I emerged from that and I made it. Right. And that was an earthly thing I went through, but I don't have to go through it anymore and neither do you. Oh, I think it's wonderful. I, every time I share my story, because I believe 100% in full recovery from an eating disorder and body image issues. I think women can learn to love their bodies, yes. imperfections and all. Right. And I think every time I share that, you know, I have girls say or women say, oh, I, I had that too. Or, oh, there's hope, you know, and just to give people that hope is I think it's so important. I would have loved to hear it, I know, yep. <laughs> when I was in there <laughs> really struggling. Well, thanks for sharing that story with us. And you know, our episode today, ladies, I mean, I realize I'm like, oh, I don't even tell them the episode name. <laughs> we were so excited <laughs> to get into our content. Our goal for today is really to walk the listeners, all of you lady bosses, most of you are moms that are part of this podcast following and whether you're in Jess's following or mine, we just want you to know it's okay to not love your body, but that there's a healing process Mm -hmm. for that. And your business success, the balance in your life is all tied. It really is all tied to how you love yourself and, and the level of confidence that you can create. So regardless of where you are, our goal for you today is to learn something that you can can walk away with and implement on how to just love yourself that much more. So thanks for that story, Jess. And mm-hmm. 
I guess my second question is what struggles do you see most often you know, in our demographics. So women between the ages of 25 and maybe 40, is it really body focused? Is it more food related? Is it both? And and why do you think that is? That's a really interesting question, Steph. Um, Cause I think a lot of women are in this funny space right now. Like you mentioned earlier, we're in our thirties. We're starting to feel a little bit more comfortable yet. We've also got this post baby body. Yes. <laughs> I say like oh, my, yes. my new stomach, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, things just are different. And then we don't want to be held back by any of the body image struggles. Cause now we've got kids. Exactly. Um, and we don't want to pass that on, nope. right? No. Nope. I mean, I think we're like hyper aware of what we say. Right. And if we are I not hyper so. aware, that our kids will let us know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I really think this puts us in a tough spot. There's a lot of misleading information that I think diet culture sends us. Mm-hmm. We also have, you know, all the, the historical stuff about our body yeah. that we don't really like. Women are wanting to feel more secure in their bodies, but they want to take care of themselves with food and exercise and they get in this bind where they just don't know what to do. And I hear things like like, oh, I can't eat this. Or, sure. You know, I wish I was in better shape. It's the one I always hear with uh, from wives is, I, I don't like it when the lights are on when I'm with my husband. Right. And when I hear those things, I just think, bummer. Yeah. I mean, it is a bummer. It's such a bummer. They rob us of being in the moment. That's you know? so true. And I never even thought of that before. That I think that's such a key thing you just said. You're almost robbing yourself mm-hmm. of these life experiences. Mm-hmm. And for what? Right. Not eating the piece of pizza? Right. Like, give me a freaking break, right? right? <laughs> Gosh, that is so crazy. I think, so I think uh, to answer your question, you know, is it food? Is it body? I think it's all of the above. Okay. I think a lot of women in our 30s, we practice what's called functional, what I call functional disordered eating. You know, we're not sick enough to be labeled as a bulimic or an anorexic or a binge eater, but there's definitely this like emotional wall surrounding food and our yeah. exercise habits. Yeah. And I think it just puts us in a really dangerous spot. You're right. It's like you're teetering, mm-hmm. like you're toying with being so extreme mm-hmm. that you could even potentially morph into an eating disorder, right. right? And I even think when I say, you know, even for me, you know, I live a low carb lifestyle mm-hmm. and we talked about that, but I'll say, oh, I cheated. Right. I did so bad right. this weekend. Right. And what was it? It's the beer and pizza. Like, let's get real, yeah. you know? But in reality, it's, was that, that bad? bad? No. Is it really cheating, so to speak? And I was telling one of my girlfriends today, I actually don't even feel bad because I always get back right. on Monday. Right. So why am I beating myself right. up? I should just go, well, that was really fun. And I actually really enjoyed it and get rid of the freaking guilt. Because then you're robbing yourself of that moment. Exactly. Yeah. I always compare it to um, like going on vacation. You know, if you go out of town for the weekend, you spend more money. Sure. But you don't come back and go, oh, I regret that, was that so much. I should have right. not bought all that awesome stuff. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just get back on track and you go back to your budget. Mm-hmm. And I really think food, it's like, why can't we do the same with food? Yep. Wow. Okay. So it's all we've we've identified mm-hmm. that. Yep. Now what I believe is the way we feel about ourselves, it radiates outward. Mm-hmm. To me, I feel like there's no just internalizing. I hate myself. My my booty's humongous. I've got right. all this horrible cellulite. My boobs are saggy. Right. Like the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. And this low self worth that we're internalizing. It's literally seeping out of our pores. Mm -hmm. It's affecting our relationships. It's affecting our friendships. Like you said, it's robbing us of these present moments. And to bring it to our market, it's also affecting our businesses. Mm -hmm. How can we be successful when we aren't even happy with what we see in the mirror? Do you agree with this philosophy? And can you kind of expand on your thoughts here? Oh, from my head down to my toes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I, I read a quote one time that said, if you don't believe in yourself, why would anybody else? So right? true. <laughs> um, see this in the research. You know, Steph, I'm a big research yes. fanatic. Which is what I love about you. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just going to call Jess. Right. You're going to find out. <laughs> I, I love me some research. Research shows that 70% of women will be less assertive in their decision making and 85% will skip important life events because they don't think they look their best. Uh, I mean, wah, wah, wah. Hello. Like, life is so short. Uh, it so bums short. me out. Mm-hmm. And we're missing out on experiences, on, on creating memories that are forever. Right. Because you don't like the way you look in a bathing suit. Right. Your kids don't care how you look in a bathing suit. Oh, I got to tell you a story with this oh, one. Tell me. So one of my, one of my clients uh, recently went to the lake. And yeah. she said for the first time in nine years, oh. put her swimsuit on and jumped in the lake with her kids. Dude, that makes me like want to cry. It it just gives me chills even talking about it because she was telling me just the look on her boys' faces was, it was indescribable. I mean, she... Like pure joy. Yes. Yeah. And she said, I cannot believe I've wasted nine years, you know, not putting a swimsuit on because I was afraid of how people would, you know, other people are looking at me. And who gives a crap? Nobody cares. Who cares? Nobody does. Who cares? Okay, so that person looks at you in the swimsuit at the lake. Right. And goes... Oh, wow. Like, that doesn't look that good on her. A, here's what I tell my clients. We think people are thinking about us. All they're thinking about is themselves. Right. We think everyone's consumed with our life Mm -hmm. on social media, on what you look like. All anybody's consumed with is their own ish. Right. Right. That's what I always tell myself when I'm like, should I do this podcast? Should I wear that swimsuit? Should I wear this dress? I don't know how I look. And then I go, you know what? Nobody's even thinking about me anyway. Right. So I'm going to go and I'm going to fail forward. And if somebody doesn't like it, the reason they don't like it is it's their own. It's their stuff. Stuff. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing story. Yep. Oh, I I love that one. Okay. So we've identified that we have some massive problems here when it comes to self-love. For sure. Now. (laughs) Just a few. (laughs) So I want to shift our chat from we've identified the problems. Okay. So I want to shift our talk to healing these issues Mm -hmm. and that's what you do that's what your expertise is and really creating more confidence more self-love as moms so that we can just feel happier when we feel happier and we're loving the way that we look and we're creating memories we're gonna have more success like it's inevitable share with me you know walk us through some tips Jess on what are actionable steps that our market and, and our mamas listening can implement and any guidance that you have for this? First one, that's a great question because I do have some very hands-on, easy things you can start doing today. First one is, I think, for everybody. You know, having a history of an eating disorder, I know not everybody is in like this get up and love my body space. Yeah, right. right? They're like, I'm gonna snap my fingers, <laughs> yeah. which we all want to do. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't that can. be nice? When I figure that out, I will be a rich woman. Yes. <laughs> I think every single person can do this one thing, and that is adjust your body posture. Now, they have done some really cool research. Speaking of, I'm over here all I crouched. know, both of us are crouched, actually. Let's straighten up, Steph. Straighten up, straighten up, <laughs> gals. How do you feel after straightening up? You know, it's interesting. I feel refreshed. Like yeah. I had a burst of energy. So the research, again, diving into the research, <laughs> it does show that just moving your body, like shoulders up, chest up, yeah. standing proud, change your changes your hormones on the physiological level. 
So you will up your testosterone, which for women is a confidence-boosting hormone. And Lucky guys. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? They carry that around. <laughs> but us, it gives us that little boost, and it also drops cortisol levels. Okay. So that is something you can do you know, right now. Sure. Just adjust it. Um, even if you're having a rough day, stand up straight. Try to walk through you know, your house, Target, wherever you're going today. Just stand up tall and see how it changes how you're feeling in your body. Another thing you can do... Uh, no matter where you're at with your body image, is your hair. Girl, <laughs> you preaching to Stephanie Gass right now on doing my hair? <laughs> your hair is done. Even if it's in the mom bun, it is done. When you do your hair, it gives women this sense of control. And what, I can see that. Yeah, whether it's mom bun, whether sure. it's, you know, whatever it is, dry shampoo, just putting something yes, into it yes. gives us this sense of control. Do you mind if I interject no. here? Okay, so Jess just said do your hair, right? I would tell you, ladies, this is really weird. Up until about eight months ago, I was taking my son to preschool. Mm -hmm. I would go to the gym, and I didn't wear any makeup at all. Mm -hmm. And it was the laziness aspect. About six months ago, I started doing the five-minute makeup. Mm. I would mix the concealer with the foundation, just some quick blush yep. and mascara. It's super weird. I noticed a massive shift in just the way I feel about myself and my interactions with people. I'm more open to new relationships and talking to people at the gym, meeting the mamas in my son's class from the makeup. Just because you felt better? I what just felt better. Was? That's awesome. Yeah. It wasn't like, I'm going to hide because yeah. I don't have makeup on. I'm going to avoid everybody. Yep. And it's not that I think I'm ugly without makeup. It's just that I just feel more fresh-faced. Yeah. Like, I just have this little burst yeah. of, oh, I caught myself in the mirror and, hey, I look pretty today. Well, the doors then open, right? Yeah. So I can see that. I love that tip. Mm -hmm. That's a great tip. All right, so that that's the quick and easy ones. Okay. Now, for those of you that are looking to, you know, do a little bit more of the deep work, yes. dive in yes. a little deeper, get uh, your scuba gear got on. Got a little more going on. <laughs> if you want to fight that those inner demons, the mental bully, you've got to truly decide, okay, I'm going to start mentally working and working hard because this is not something you don't just flip a switch yeah. and these thoughts are gone. Like you said, you know, the talk about the cellulite from that guy in middle school. Yes. It's like, that's been with you for a long time. Rooted in my subconscious right. mind, which I talked about, ladies, on episode four. So go back and that's listen right. to that if you missed the subconscious mind talk because you need to reframe that-ish. So to dive into that and reframe it, what we can do is we can mark it with a red tag. You've got to identify it. Right. And I think so many women have these thoughts in their minds so, like you said, so rooted, so deep in yes. their subconscious that... They don't even question it anymore. Like you said, you didn't yes. wear shorts for how long? Oh, it was from the age of what, 14 to 31? Yeah, it was just almost fast, 15 right? years. Yeah. Stephanie Gass doesn't wear shorts. I don't wear shorts. Yep. And give me a freaking break. You're, you've got a banging body. I've seen it. Right? <laughs> well, I, it's funny because I wore uh, shorts and I wore them to Zumba yeah. about a year ago. And it was when I had started losing all that baby weight and I was going through that whole transformation yeah. and purging of my own life. And you know, Zumba. You jumping, girl. That's right. You rocking the booty. I mean, you popping, you twerking. I was like loving my legs the That's whole time. Wonderful. And yeah, they jiggle a little bit. Whose doesn't? It was so liberating. I, I called my friend after because she's had the same issues as me. And I was mm -hmm. like, yo, friend, I just wore shorts to Zumba. She died. She's like, are you serious? You wore shorts to Zumba? That's a, anyway. That's a big deal. Yeah, That's a big deal. It was. How does someone, Jess, people don't even know they're doing this stuff. Right. If you would have looked at me seven years ago and been like, you don't wear shorts. Do you think there's a deeper issue there? I'm like, I don't know. I just Defensive don't. Right? Or like, just I don't. just don't. How do they identify that there's a problem? 
So what I have my clients do is I have them journal, whether it's in a journal, your planner, on your phone, for three days. Okay. All the things they say about their body. You know, when they're getting dressed, when you're putting on your pants, what comes up? Oh, these these jeans don't fit. I knew my butt was getting fatter or whatever it is. You know, all those little things. And I have them not fix it. We're not doing anything with it yet. We're just identifying it. So slapping the label on it, identifying it, and calling it out is the very first step um, to starting to change some of these negative thoughts we have about ourselves. So once you get that thought and it's identified and it's very clear. Like for you, did you... Did you know that the whole shorts thing was was even a, a thing? Or how did you make that shift? I think stepping into my 30s mm-hmm. and recognizing that the way your body looks is the way your body looks. And it's a blessing that's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. For me, it was vanity no longer was defining me. Mm-hmm. And it was probably, I think, through all the weight loss because I lost like 60 pounds right. after my boys. And I went through this moment of like, I am what I am stepping into that power shorts no shorts bra no bra I don't give a crap like I'm just gonna rock my my damn self the way that it is (laughs) and so I think it was a transformation that had to happen in my life that took a few years Mm -hmm. and it was on every level not just with your body right and you know what's funny you say that I see this happen with my clients where we start working on the body image stuff but then all of a sudden they're doing so many other things that they just don't even care about their body and what it looks like anymore so I totally agree with that that it's not just on like one level. I think, um, I actually think working on the body image stuff can almost spark some of that other life purging, I think is yes. what you called it, where, we, where you're doing a whole It's like life a life transformation. It's, and it's weird because that's why I think we, we almost verified here that body is linked to mm-hmm. business success, to relationship success, yeah. to more intimacy, to being a better parent. It's been proven, right? right. Once right. you start loving your, yourself, it's radiating and you're seeing all these other areas of your life start to shift out at the same time. I know. It's incredible. It's like it the magic. So... It's like the magic moment. It is. If you haven't been there yet, ladies, and you're not 30, just wait. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Their 30s are wonderful. <laughs> so once you've got these these thoughts and you are trying to make this kind of life shift, I have this, this body mantra that I just want to share with the podcast today. And I hope everybody, if you take anything away from what I'm saying, take this away. Uh, your your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Your body is an instrument, not an ornament. Boom. So if you've got this new perspective and you have these old thoughts labeled, it gives you kind of this doorway to uh, reframe them. And I have two ways I like my ladies to reframe their negative uh, thoughts about their body. Number one is find one way to appreciate that body part. So I would share my nose. I just don't like my nose, never what? have. I, I know. See, your nose is see, so cute. cute. <laughs> you think that, but it's just one of those things. So what I have done is I've decided, okay, you know, I'm not getting a nose job. It's yes. not something I want to do. I'm going to find a way to appreciate it. Well, I have a nose ring and I love my nose ring. Yes. It reminds me of my inner rebel. Professional woman, I'm a mom, <laughs> but I still got a nose ring. There you I go. I love that. Uh, so that would be one. And then the second thought I have women uh, focus on is a functional aspect of that body part okay so my nose obviously the function is smelling but I like them to take it a little bit farther and link it to a positive thought so for me I have this big mint bush outside my house and my little four-year-old boy every time we go out there he's so cute he like runs over and he says mama mama come smell this it's so delicious and I go smell it and so if I think of my nose in this light like it captures my inner rebel and it allows me to experience this moment with my son yes it's a game changer you know then who cares what it looks like just because 
it's not, you know, movie star perfect. So it doesn't matter anymore. You're finding the blessings mm-hmm. and you're finding the functionality. And my mom does this sometimes. She's going to listen to this podcast. Sorry, mom. <laughs> She'll be like, oh, you know, my legs look fat. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but think if you didn't have legs. Mm-hmm. Or I'll oh, tell yeah. people, good problem to have. I'll tell them people that often. Right. I don't have money or I hate the way this looks. Well, it's nice you still have that, isn't right, it? Like what if right. you didn't have what if you hated the way your boobs looked? Right. For example. Right. You and I were talking about boobs yep. earlier. <laughs> well, ladies, what if you didn't have boobs? Right. What if you know you couldn't nurse your kids and that was important to you? Well, and so, a lot of women don't because they've got breast cancer. Yes, right? Exactly. And they've had them removed. That's all about perspective. I love that. So that's such a great tip. Anytime you guys find yourself using any of that body hate language, I love Jess's tip there on just reframing it. So you had the reframe on functionality, and, mm-hmm. and then the other one was something you love about it, right? Your nose ring. Right, right. Okay. Like, find a way to love it. I, I've only had this backfire a couple times. I had one woman <laughs> say, I don't like my fingernails. And I was like, well. <laughs> I don't like mine either because I bite them. <laughs> That's what she said. That's exactly what she said. She said, so what's the, What do know, I do for these nubs? Yeah, I was like, Help well, me. Help me love my nubs. Paint them? I got kind of stuck on that one. <laughs> so I've got one more tip that I want to share today, Steph. Okay. Uh, for those who are tra- you ready for it? Ready. <laughs> Last one is something I call a compliment challenge. How Sounds good. I'm many- already liking are you this. In? I'm okay. already liking okay. this. How often do you get a compliment and it's like you automatically throw it back or defend yourself or explain yourself? All the time. Like instead of just being like, oh, thanks, it's, oh, yeah, well, I did that a long time ago right. or it's right. old or like, why, what? What is know. up with that? I don't know. I'm a shopaholic, and so yeah. people will compliment. Self-profess. Yes, I'm good at it. <laughs> um, I'm a professional shopaholic right, at wish. this point. <laughs> <laughs> but I, people say, like, oh, I love your outfit, and it's like I have to explain it. You know, like, oh, I got it on sale, and I can't believe Like I you're think, validating it. Yes. We're going to own our awesomeness and right. start to own, like you said, own my body and yes. I am who I am. Right. It's to start accepting compliments. Okay. And this is a really fun challenge. I've had uh, my clients go through a week of just accepting them, saying, wow, thank you. And then instead of explaining it, if you want to say more because if you know, awkward silence, yes. it feels uncomfortable. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw it back. Like uh-huh. say something else. You don't have to comment back on the person's appearance. You right. know, you might say, Oh, well, I'm so glad to see you today. I can't believe, you know, you could you could throw it back in a different way. Sure. But don't explain it and validate it. Like, just own just it. Just take it. That is such a good one. It's so good to highlight this stuff, too, because like you had said earlier, we just don't even know what we're doing. We create these, ha- these damaging habits. Yeah. Pushing off the compliment. Self-hate bashing our own body. That is the most glorious thing we have. Mm-hmm. Without our body, we are literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, literally, yeah, your, your cells and blood, like <laughs> right. you need it, you must have it. And so I think those tips are so amazing. I mean, I just soaked in all of that knowledge, those tips that you gave me. I know I'm implementing them like yesterday. I'm sitting Yay. up straight right now. <laughs> I want to be a compliment freak. We should have like a compliment challenge in the mompreneur group. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be really fun. We should have to share our compliments because that's really owning yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I've just learned so, so much from you today and I think Ladies, when we are able to recognize, first and foremost, the limiting thoughts and Mm -hmm. beliefs that we are saying about our bodies in particular, maybe noticing, hey, do I have any of these questionable habits when it comes to food? Mm -hmm. Maybe when it comes to looking at the mirror, how do I feel? I think that's a trigger. Do Do you love what you see? Yep. Or do you hate what you see? And if you hate it, you need to understand why and where are those thoughts coming from Mm -hmm. so that you can reframe them and find a healthy way to heal all of those beliefs. Are there any other words of wisdom, Jess, that 
you'd like to say before we before we head out or did we cover everything I think we covered most of it I think you know just reminding yourself of that mantra your body is an instrument not an ornament and in particular to your mission staff which is you know fulfilling your God-given purpose if we look at our body as an instrument for that God-given purpose I mean that's going to redirect how we exercise how we eat yeah Suddenly, it's not about what I can and can't eat. It's what I choose to eat to build my body to fuel this purpose. Yes, I love that. So many good quotes. I'm just going to like make some memes with Jess quotes on them. (laughs) (laughs) So good. So Jess, you've taught us so much today. I think I truly feel what you're doing for women and mamas everywhere and all the ladies that you work with. Mm -hmm. And really in the last, gosh, eight months or six to eight months, opening up this online forum Mm -hmm. where you're shifting it from working with clients one-on-one to how can I impact a greater number of women? And Mm -hmm. your bravery blows me away. And I know this is a massive God-led calling for you, so I'm cheering for you. I'm clapping for you. Thank you, Steph. (laughs) So much of that came from you and you helping me open those doors. So I just feel indebted to you. You're so sweet. I'm so glad. And I think, like you said, God leads us certain people into our lives Mm -hmm. right when we're ready for them and so thankful that he did that for us. These bosses are probably itching to know, you know, where can we learn more about Jess and what resources does she have that we can get our hands on? So, you know, walk us through that. Well, thank you. Uh, So again, this was with the help of Stephanie Guest. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I have put together an ebook called Beat Body Bullying where I do go into great detail about you know how and why these thoughts started how to fix them how to reframe them Uh, but i dive in a little bit into more detail about the food and exercise stuff and how to really grab hold of this your body is an instrument not an ornament uh, and make you know action oriented changes right i also have something i call a chow down checklist which is in essence a meal plan but really it comes with this whole packet of information on how to reframe uh, food choices. I, I believe everybody's food journey is different yes. and I think I've, I've really worked to meet people where they're at and give them information that helps them decide how they want to to go forward have, and have fuel a, their body. That works for them. Mm-hmm. It's balance and finding you guys what works for you. So Jess's chat on checklist, amazing. I think everybody needs that. And some people might want to dig in deeper right. and get your and get your ebook and have a really in-depth implementation style approach to changing the way that they feel right and if if anybody just wants the basic tips i do post weekly videos nice you know you guys have heard my i'm kind of a research nerd and so (laughs) i like to just share all the research that i read i do that weekly i have a blog it's all at nearlynutritious.com and on facebook nearly nutritious awesome so gals go over there check it out grab your your freebie from jess and Jess, just thank you so much. This has been so much fun. And hopefully you're enjoying this podcast. If you want to hear more of a certain topic, let me know. Head over to the Mompreneur Group on Facebook. Leave a review, comment. Let me know what you're loving. Let me know what topics you want to hear. And who knows? Maybe you'll be the next person featured on the podcast. So ladies, I'm just going to pray massive abundance over each and every one of you today. I pray that God can wrap you in love and self-love and help you to realize your body is the most blessed, amazing, incredible instrument that you've been given and to love yourself from head to toe and to give yourself grace as you go through the healing journey of learning to love yourself. Because for so many of us, it takes so many years and just ask for his faithfulness and ask for his love and support to get you there. And of course, ask for help. 
ask for help. The help is there for you. So cheering for every single one of you. I will see you super soon. Love, light, and abundance as always, Steph. Hey mama, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, if you'll head over to iTunes, the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, and leave a review and subscribe to the channel, that would be awesome. And I'd love to connect with you over on social media. My handle is at Stephanie Gass. I'll see you soon. Praying light, love, and abundance. Until next time.